Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That fucking sucked. It's the Hoops and Half of Vitals podcast. I am your host today, uh, Reddit Mavericks. I am um, joined by uh, two of our contributors for uh, MFLs.com. Um, we have Tim, uh, Ultralight Beam on Twitter. How are you doing, Tim? What's up? You have uh, two more supporting cast members than Luke to have this series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then we're, and then we're also joined by Isaac. How are you doing, Isaac? Doing good, doing good. You know, as, as good as we probably can at the moment. Uh, no, yeah. it's it's been a few it's been a few hours uh, since the game ended. I didn't want to do something immediately after just because um, I had guessed over. Actually, Squish was over, and uh, you know, we thought about recording, but it was just like, nah, dude, we were really feeling it. And uh, you know, Don Don is uh, you know Don's busy right now too. So, um, but we decided to record a little bit later just because I also I wanted the emotions to kind of go down. Like at this point, like for I'm, sure. I'm fine for you know I don't really give a fuck anymore uh, about you know what happened. And I'm, I know Reddit and Twitter will constantly harp about it, but I really don't care. Um, so uh, guys, I mean that was a series, uh, seven game series. Uh, Luca's first ever game seven. Uh, I think he did pretty well. You know, dominated. <laughs> Jesus, the stats, the stats were pretty good. Uh, somehow got I think got you know double digit uh, assists, even though it seemed like no one could hit anything. Um, I mean, man. Uh, and, you know, I've, you know, I've been looking at like the quotes he's had, you know, uh, the quotes he had about, you know, like we haven't really done anything. Like, you know, there's not really a win in any of this. Cause we didn't win series. Um, which I, I saw that, which yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a fair assessment. I think from Luca, Luca is a fucking, he's a different beast and does not take like losing very lightly. Um, hitting his free throws today for the most part. That was cool. <laughs> even though he shot i think <laughs> shot something like 50 percent for the series uh which is insane um literally i think at one point he was shooting better from three than from the three throw line which is yeah crazy. the first four games he was yeah, yeah fucking dumb um but if he would have uh, if he would have hit two more of his free throws a day he would have set an all-time record for points in a game seven by anybody yeah damn that would have been cool well yeah whatever uh you know uh it, it wouldn't matter because that that Two points doesn't make up for the fifteen points that we're losing by, but um, I don't know, man. Uh, my personal feelings about the about this, um, I guess this the series is that, you know, uh, it didn't go the way we wanted it to. Obviously, um, I was very much uh, not saying the the win the word win all day because I was just like I don't want to fucking even think about this. Like, you right. know, um, uh. 
I will say that seeing Luca doing what he's doing is fucking crazy. Um, he needs more help, obviously. Uh, and I think like a lot of stars, you know, when they first really start making a name for themselves are like that. Like, you know, like LeBron dragged a fucking terrible team in 2007 to, you know, to the finals. Um, and that's fucking insane. Uh, you know, it took a little while for like LeBron, not LeBron for Kobe and, you know, Shaq to mesh well and actually when us, you know, start winning, right. um, you know, just, just what it is. Um, you know, like even Shaq when he was younger, like with magic, you know, could never get over that hump to actually win a series, uh, to win you know, the big one. Um, so I don't know, man. Like, you know, I think the only, the only one I could think of that's actually like, was like good from the get go. I think then actually one like series was uh, like Tim Duncan, dude, when he's a fucking freak in himself. And that yeah. was, that was lottery balls too. Yeah. That was like, yeah. yeah, that was like perfect storm. Yeah. You know, cause he already had a fucking great team around him, you know? with Adam right. and everybody. But uh I don't know man, like I'm I'm not mad anymore about it. Like, you know, just what it is what it is. Uh clearly like I'm sure, you know, Mark was Mark Cuban was there at the game and had you know, front row seats like and <laughs> he saw the talent that we put around Luca and you <laughs> yeah. know, um you know, uh I know people have been calling for Rick's head and everything, but um, if we gotta be mad at anybody, man, it has to be the front office, and that includes Mark. You know, um, yeah. You know, you just have to be like, this dude, this kid is not, he's not Dirk. You know, as much as like I love the kid, like he's not Dirk. You know, and I'm a big advocate for just like players like doing what's best for them, whether it be like get stupid paid or you know leave a team to you know to go to go get rings. Like you know, it, it is what it is. Um, well, we can we can just stop pretending that anyone is ever going to be Dirk or Kobe or Tim Duncan in this league again. That's yeah, I, I that's think a, that's a thing of the past. Yeah, I think the last two remaining yeah. are going to be Dame and Steph. You know, that's like that's it, right? Yeah. Um, and Steph obviously and Dame might be out. Yeah, like, Dame, yeah, yeah, Dame, yeah. Because I mean, you know, they just fired Terry Stotts, and then Jason Kidd was like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to coach there." And I don't know how Dame feels about that, right? Um, but uh, yeah, man, I you know. Uh, the season, I mean, the, the season in general, like, this season was interesting, to say the least. Uh, Chaotic. I remember at the beginning of the season, Luca saying, like, Luca, I think, telling, like, uh, McMahon, basically, that um, the team that has the least COVID issues is going to go the furthest, you know? And we had COVID issues in December, you know, December, January. So that, that really derailed us a lot, um, you know? Uh it never looked like Maxi was the same. It never looked like uh, Josh Richardson was the same. Um, and obviously, like I can't put the entire thing on COVID, you know, um, because like once I think once like they came back, they never really talked about it again. And so I don't know like they were still dealing with stuff or anything like that. Um, you know, those two guys were never the same. Um, I wish that we had gotten more run with like Josh Green during the season, just to you yeah. know get him primed because he have him as an option in the playoffs yeah yeah, yeah. um you know obviously tyrell terry like had you know had the season off basically with personal issues that we'll never probably ever know about unless he d- tells us um which is fine that's like you know that's his right as a human being to you know to have privacy um you know christops uh christops that's the uh seven foot three you know mm-hmm. elephant in the building uh, you know elephant in the room um <laughs> he is you know uh the comments he made today uh, were interesting after the game. Um, it definitely sounded like someone who wants to leave. <laughs> if if I'm reading, you know, I might be reading too much into it. I probably am. Um, it's what I do. But uh, 
<laughs> like it just looks like he wants to go you know um yeah you know he and like it's we got a couple questions about it, we'll talk about it later but you know just like it just seems like he wants to like be the main focus and he's never going to be that right with luca here like that's never going to happen you know so yeah so i don't know what your thoughts are on that or what but just the KP situation in general is a weird one because we know I, – I don't know if the current iteration of KP is physically capable of the things we think he is, but I don't know. He's most effective when he's mobile, and he just doesn't look mobile anymore. Like, the only times he looked comfortable in this series were baseline cuts from the corner and shooting from the corner. That's about it. Right. Like, he's, he's not even the guy he was in the bubble last year, and I don't – I think – I. I'm putting it at like 95% that he's on the roster because our front office is stubborn and does not like to admit being wrong, especially with big moves like this. So he's on the roster to open the season. And I guarantee you by then we're going to have talked ourselves into this. Okay. Well now he's got a full off season. He ended a season healthy. We're going to give him more games and more minutes and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. As far as chemistry with Carlisle, I mean, Cuban already came out and said, we're not making oh, the safe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no, he just pretty much said the grass isn't greener and there's no clearly better, clear, better options. So we're going to have Carlisle. And I'm like I said, in my own head, it's 90 plus percent. We're going to have Porzingis here and it's got potential to just be weird again. Yeah. You know, that that's, that's fair. Like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I was hoping uh, to have a very drunk podcast today. Uh, you know, talking about a win, but you know, I can't ever think there's a universe out there where we've won and you know, the, there's a fucking pandemonium and by the AAC, but, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else like about this season in general that just like stuck out. I think like the fact that, you know, they couldn't like really practice together, you know, a lot, you know, yeah. like, like literally and like having like, four games in a week, five games in one week, you know, in seven day in a seven like day span. It's crazy. Um, and it was a shortened season, which is like even crazier. Cause it's like, what the hell are we doing? Um, uh, I don't know, man, like, you know, injury concerns were a big thing this year too. Like just, you know, guys kind of just being out. Like I'm really surprised Luca didn't miss a lot of games. Honestly, like, Same. like I'm super surprised. Like, I don't know. Like he's, you know, the kid's 22. Like he's just, he can bounce off of anything. I think at this point, this this age at his age right now uh when it gets a little older it's gonna be a little harder but um yeah man i don't know like i said you get do you guys have any other like insights on the season so far the season that we just had basically so i think it was just chaotic like you could never really get your footing because it was 72 games in what was that like four and a half months like that's that's tighter than usual you had rescheduling games because of covid like there was just never really a chance to be like, okay, we're here and we need to do this. It was always just win the game or else you're screwed. And I hope that next year with a hopefully normal 82 game season, we'll be able to have a more collected team altogether. That's a good take. Yeah. I mean, man, this off season is going to be fucking weird. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at, I was looking at, I was like, damn, okay. Like summer league is in, in, is in August. Like, it's so right. weird it being that late. And then just, like, you know, like, we can start, like, talking to Freedance, I think, like, on the 2nd of August. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But it's just, like, damn, dude. Like, I'm so used to things being earlier. Like, 
at this point, normally we're like halfway through the finals, like, you know, like in a, like in a normal, normal season, but uh, things aren't normal and they haven't been normal for a while. Um, I don't know guys. Uh, uh, damn, I forgot to do ad read. I'm gonna do that right now. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Um, okay. Okay. So guys, one of our sponsors this week is Locker Room. Um, Locker Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. Um, you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. It's really cool, actually. Um, Prepare for watch parties. You can do debates, post-game break uh, breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Um, and you, can, you, you know, and uh, I, I've had fun on it. I've been on it a few times. Uh, I get stage fright talking in front of people, <laughs> even when it's virtual. So I usually just wait. You know, I uh, have I usually have a few brewskis in me. Uh, when I go on there and just like spew dumb shit, um, you know. Uh, so again, like locker room is free. It's audio. It's all. It's an audio only uh, social media platform. Um, you know, you start literally just down the app. I know they're in the Apple Store and they're also they recently uh, introduced the Android version, which is cool. So if you're an Android person, you know you can also get on there too. Um, all you need to do is download down the locker room app. Um, you can create your profile, link your Twitter. Enjoying like there's different groups like I know there's like an M- an MFL group there's like a Mavs Twitter group you know there's a bunch of random stuff um, you can follow me there at Reddit Mavericks um, I'm not on I'm not on a lot really and uh, if my room does go live uh, I guess you can see that I you know I think if you follow me it shows that I went live um, we'll probably, we may start doing that more during the off season I don't know we'll just see I you know I've things are busy, crazy um, but yeah so that's our ad read for the our one ad read. Um, so guys, uh, I think we go, I think if you guys don't mind, I think we can go ahead and go into questions. Cause we got quite a few actually. Well, do, you, do you want some real quick positive basketball vibes? Oh, I do. Yes, please. Your Dallas wing 68, Seattle 67. They hand, they hand the storm their second loss of the season. No shit. What? Yo, yo, no fucking way. Get They're the taking fuck. them to overtime and kind of a crazy ending the other night. Yeah. That, 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 and, oh, yeah, that was horrible. That game made me so oh. like. On top of the Mavs loss, I was so pissed the other night, dude. Oh my god, are you fucking serious? Holy shit, hold on. Yeah, but up in Seattle, so take him, take one of the best teams in the league. Get were seven and one before the back to back. Take him oh. to OT one night and beat him two nights later. Oh my god, dude, that's Yo. fucking damn! I just saw the shot. Holy shit, that is awesome. Okay, <laughs> yes, okay, that's very positive vibes. Thank God, because we needed we the... needed so, yeah. Dallas needed that so. Uh, okay, let's go to good questions. That's awesome, though, man. Fucking the wings. I'm so happy. I don't want to go to games so bad. Like, I just need to figure out. Like, I know they. I know they're still like, um, you know, they're 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 restricting how many fans can go in there, which is smart. Um, you know, like I know it's out there in Arlington, uh, but I'm I'm a teacher, so I have some. Oh yeah. So it's like whatever. You know, I'm kind of down to go whenever. Uh, you know. Okay. Um. So. I'm- I'm out there in Arlington, and I haven't been able to find where they're selling tickets. So if anybody knows the answer to that, oh you know, shit, I, yeah, let me know. See, please, you know, if the Dallas if the Dallas are listening to this, let us know how we can buy tickets because we love to support. Please, um, well, I will buy have, tickets. We have zero issue becoming a Wings podcast if we can get free tickets. <laughs> well, yeah. Plus, I go to UTA for college, so I'm already there. Yeah, like, you're already yeah. Play in our stadium. Yeah, Just let me know. There. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, first question um, comes from uh, this is a bit. This is a bit. Let's see. Uh, Luca's favorite ref, and it's the the ref oh. that he that he smiled at. 
a while back. Yes. <laughs> Why am I still sad and crying over this loss? You know what? I will say that um, as a fan, you can react any way you really want to, as long as it doesn't hurt people, basically. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you're still sad about this, like, it's absolutely valid. Like, you know, like, I'm I'm pretty easy just to, like, I kind of bounce back. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, because for me anyway, it's, it's once I realize I have, like, no actual input on what happened. You know, like, yes, I'm still superstitious, but I don't. Like I have no actual like, like actual like willpower over the team, you know. So once I do that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can get over the loss. Like you know, like I'm so, I still may think about it in a couple of days, but it's not like permeating in my brain, you know, forever. So, uh, what about you guys? What do you guys want to get? I think those are completely natural emotions that are just a continuation of what you feel over a long season. And I also wanted to make sure to answer that way because it's the first time all day I've seen something called continuation. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Damn. I mean, yeah, yeah. The refs were, yeah, a little, a little sketchy at times. So, Isaac, you got anything to add? I think it's just I'm agreeing with what you said. You know, this loss still hurts me a little bit. I'm not completely over it, but it's one of those things where there's not much you can do. They had, you know, some people aren't going to agree with this. They had, I feel like, a pretty good season. You just, you take the good with the bad, and you hope that they can make the appropriate changes in the option. Yep, that's a good, good answer. Uh, let's see. Um, next question comes from Doyle McPoyle. <laughs> they ask, okay. uh, they ask uh, why is it always pain? <laughs> uh, oh, no. It's what it's all life is, man. That's all life is for, for most, for like 99.9% <laughs> of the population. It's pain. <laughs> um, why did the Mavs spend the offseason trying to avoid having to go after guys like Burke and Boban in the clutch only to do exactly that today? Dude, I have no fucking idea. Man, I don't know what the yeah. fuck, I don't know what the fuck this this uh this front office is doing, but I think this is the offseason where Lucas starts making uh some suggestions. Demands? Yeah. Suggestions. Yeah. Suggestions. I'm not saying demands okay. I'm not saying demands yet until he signs that extension. Well, Luca, we need to see that soon we need to see that extension soon like yeah like i need to see that shit signed and like on twitter i'm like okay cool we got it i literally turned Luka. on woge notice for that alone like i almost Word i almost something? just said loki i almost just said loki because there's a loki commercial running right now on espn luca is gonna make some calls in the offseason since he's like this master driving kick guy and finding open guys I really think Luca needs a shooter that can just like consistently bury those shots because we didn't have that at times. And looking up and down the roster, I'm wondering if we can move the Josh Richardson contract for some kind of maybe shooter. Uh, anyone got any little brothers or big brothers in the league that can shoot like 45, 50%, score 30 in a playoff game? I'm just, this is just the type of guy I'd want on the roster. Maybe trade Josh Richardson for him. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, next question comes from Jorge. Um, how do you feel about Julio going to the Titans? <laughs> not not a basketball question, which is fine. Uh, I don't really watch football as often. Uh, I do think Julio Jones going to the Titans is fucking scary as shit, though. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. good, for, good for them. You know, Ryan Tannehill is a great, great quarterback from what I've seen. So, <laughs> If you've ever seen Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown standing together and you stand Julio Jones next to that, that just looks like a team that can beat your ass. So, yeah. No, exactly. They're going to be good. 
yeah, I'm excited. I'm happy for them. You know, whatever, whatever. Shout out Tennessee. <laughs> um, uh, and a personal question for me: uh, How do you, how are you recharging after that grueling school year we just had for teachers? Um, he said in Spanish because it was hard as hell. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just like you know, so like my fiance, like she just like she sleeps a lot in the summer. Like just you know, gets uh, gets um, gets a lot of sleep done. And then for me, like I just. I work out a lot. Uh, I've been working out a lot. I'm studying for other certs I want to get within the field. Um, yeah, you know, just like watching sports, you know, watching TV, watching movies. So, you know, uh, I'm trying to trying to still trying to gauge my brain, but you know, I, sometimes it's a little hard. So, can I answer that too? Since yes. I was a teacher this That's semester right. yes, too. Yes, you were. Yes. Um, I think it's just you know this isn't for teaching because obviously I've only been doing it for one year. But like whenever you have a like a tough time where you don't really know if you want to keep doing something. My biggest philosophy is just go back to when you started and, you know, remember the reasons that you started doing it and that'll help you find the motivation to keep going. You know, you forget the good when there's a lot of bad going on. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Let's see. Next question comes from um, Wyatt. Okay. You have to keep five players on from the current roster. Who do you lock down and why? Uh, so I would go. So I would go if I had to pick five. Um, I'm taking. I'm keeping Jalen. Uh, I'm keeping Dwight. Um, fuck. Who else? Jalen Dwight. Ugh, man. Tim. Taking keeping Tim. Um. Dorian and Luca. Those are I thought you about to forget Luca. I was like, oh my god. No, no, no. I was saving it for last. <laughs> gotcha, no, gotcha. no, those are those are the five guys. Where I'm like, yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta keep those guys because, like, I think, you know, like Tim. I think Tim needs Luca. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, Tim needs Luca. I think that, I think Luca and Dwight are like really close already. So it's like it just makes sense. You know, they have good synergy, especially once we saw. Oh shit! Like. Dwight's getting his hops back. I was like, okay, cool. Right. Um, you know, Jalen is just like he's not the the pass oriented uh, guard. You know, the he's he's a good bench piece, but he's not. It's weird. Like he's a good bench piece, but he's not. He's a shoot. He's a shooter. You know, like he might as well just right. be. He's kind of like an undersized shooting guard. You know, but I mean, bro, he's he knows what he's doing, and he's been in like very tight situations before um dorian based off of based off based off what he did today alone where he had like exactly six offensive rebounds i'm like yes okay like when he's locked in it's fucking great so you know and luca's always luca, fucking luca so <laughs> luca also loves dorian he'll bring him up like unprompted in post-game interviews all the time even on nights where dorian goes like two for eight luca's like Luke will deflect questions about himself and been like, and it'd be like, just did you see what Dorian was doing? The hustle plays, the defense, the effort. So yeah, I think, I think Dorian is like, other than Boba and Luca's favorite teammate. So he can say, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, uh, next question comes from. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of combine these two. Um, it's like from someone named I think Mario, and then someone named Boomer. <laughs> Um, basically oh. they're asking, uh, realistic trade ideas or signings we can make to make us an actual contender. And also like players that are just on the wish list that seem realistic. So, 
Um, I want the the second free agency opens. Give Rashawn Holmes yes twenty one million a year, like for like. Three, I want I want years. Holmes and Buddy. Can we rob the Kings? Is that possible? <laughs> like the Kings will usually do that for you. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, yeah. They rob themselves. We, we can give you we can give you KP the next Dirk. Like, come on now. Yeah, let's no. go. <laughs> No, I definitely want. I'm I'm all in on Rashawn Holmes. Um, if we can somehow, somehow get smart, Marcus Smart. Not well, obviously. Yes, I saw smart. that rumor today. Yeah, which I'm like, okay, Marcus Smart. Yes, I would do it instantly. Like I don't know, we can swindle fucking Brad Stevens, bro. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing yet. <laughs> um, uh, First deal is we is us finessing him. <laughs> yes, that'd be fucking great. There's a great great start to his tenure as a you know president of basketball operations. <laughs> um, I'd love to get him. Um, I'm even thinking. I still think Bradley Beal is attainable somehow. I don't know how, but um, I'm hoping the front office listens to Twitter sometimes. <laughs> you know, yes. Um, just uh, I think he's attainable. Those are like the those are the names that immediately stick out to me. You know, um, and that means like some guys are going. Like that means like KP is probably fucking gone. Which I mean, at this point, I think that's what we mutually want. It seems like. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, okay, let's get it done. Um, it might mean like Tim isn't here. Which I mean, like if we if we get Bradley Bill, like I'm like okay, yeah, Tim can fucking walk. Um, you love know, you, Tim. But I love yeah. you, Tim. Yeah, but it's fucking Bradley Bill, a guy, a, a shooting guard that can handle the ball. Like yes, you know, um, those are the names for me. Anyway, I know about you guys, but I'm just trying to think of shooters that are affordable, and I don't know that list. <laughs> Because everyone's getting paid nowadays. I'm saying, like, unfortunately, like, you have to pay guys, like, a little more than what they're yeah. worth. And then, you know, um, yeah, you got to pay more of the worth. And, you know, I think this is the time now to pay the fucking luxury tax. <laughs> like, yes. I think this is the Agreed. time you need to start fucking doing that. And if you get, like, the fucking MLE and stuff like that, you have to fucking use it, dude. Like, I don't know what or who, I... but you have to use it. Like, we can't be fucking just, you can't be uh, fucking around and just like letting that shit expire. Like, it's not, you can't be right. doing that shit. So, it's free money, basically. From, you know? <laughs> so, what about you, Tim? You got anybody you're looking to, you want to grab? I go everything you guys just said, but I will throw in because Chris Paul is going to turn down his $44 million player option and you're going to hear I his saw name. That. He, you're going to hear his name and just stop. He's getting three for 130 from Phoenix, especially if they go to the finals this year. Like, You think they're giving just, him three for 130? At his age? I think, I think they're the best team left in the West. I really do. Well, I guess I would like to see them in Utah. Without Jamal Murray, I think we're going to see them in Utah in the conference finals. But, like, I don't know. I think just the way he's proved over these last two years that just – the way he elevates teams. Like, I think he's got, this is the way the NBA works, right? If he's got one or two of those years left in him, they'll pay him for three. Right. So, so yeah, especially if they make a Western conference finals or a final strip this year and Phoenix feels like they're that close, like they're Phoenix. They're going to back up the Briggs truck and like try to maintain this for as long as possible. Yeah. True. It's like, I mean, yeah, I'm just, Chris Paul would, I, I would love Chris Paul here, but you know, even at his age, bro, like he's still like doing what he does, and it's fucking amazing. So, 
Oh, for sure. I didn't. I didn't mean that as a slight at Chris oh, Paul. Yeah. I just thought yeah. of that of him making forty five million in his age thirty nine season. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I know for that's a that could be an issue. But uh, let's <laughs> see. Uh, next question comes from Mavs Estonia. So it's the Estonian Ooh. fan account. Yeah, I love it. Love this dude. Um, why do we play zone entire game versus one of the best shooting teams in the history of of the sport? <laughs> um, I don't know. I have no idea why we did that. Uh, again, I think we just didn't adapt the way we needed to. Um, and I don't know if Rick even has like the personnel to do that really. Like, you know, we just have turnstiles on fucking defense uh, a lot of times. Um, I mean, there were times where I saw like flashes of like, Oh shit, it's actually decent defense. But, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, If you, if you want the, you know, and I'm not defending this answer, but th- this is the team answer. So that's the answer I'm going to give this person. They wanted to shut down Kawhi in the paint. And you put Boban and KP in the paint, Kawhi's percentages, everyone's percentages on the Clippers went down. But on the flip side, you give up threes. So that's they chose to give up threes instead of layups. Yeah. And I mean which like I hate that it has to be that option. You should be able to defend both. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the, yeah. that's their answer for going zone. Yeah. And I don't know, man, like doing a zone in twenty twenty one where like it's a it's a three happy like time in the history of the exactly story. it's like it's it's it's, it's not productive uh, you got anything to add tim i mean if the focus of the zone is Kawhi and paul george then i mean it kind of worked but you know morris shot seven of nine reggie jackson hit two backbreakers late even though oh he my, wasn't oh. shooting he was not shooting well the entire game and then hits those two massive ones yeah, I mean it's oh, like that, that one to put him up ten with one forty. Oh, that killed me. That that broke my heart. Yeah, when it gets to one fourteen, one oh seven, it's like your your ears perk up a little bit, and you're thinking you. I seriously started getting game two, twenty eleven finals like same. I thought a little bit. was about to drop fifty. Like I thought that was gonna be it. And then... yeah, and the, my my entire hope the fourth quarter was just hinging on okay, the Clippers can still Clipper here. They have a long history of it. Exactly. And so once we once we got it to seven, I'm like, all right. And you know what? Make Reggie Jackson be a hero late. Make Marcus Morris go seven of fucking nine from deep. Like, fine. Whatever. I hate that yeah, it had to be Morris. To but yeah. It's it's better than the slow Kawhi death. And he, Kawhi still had twenty eight, ten, and nine on ten of fifteen shooting. Yeah. So right. That dude is just. I, yeah. I, I have no words left about Kawhi. I have as many words about Kawhi as Kawhi has about Kawhi. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Only Clipper I respect is Kawhi. Like. Yeah. Let's see. Fuck the rest of them go Utah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, <laughs> next question comes from Mark. Uh, he asks, uh, I think this, oh, this could be for you guys too, but um, what's your favorite Mexican joint? So I'm assuming like a restaurant. Um, so there's a place in Dallas. Uh, it's in East Dallas. Yeah, it's in East. It's, yeah, it's kind of East Dallas. It's called a uh, Perditos. Um, I love that fucking place. Uh, I used to go there all the time when I was little. So, and uh, these have the best fucking tacos I think I've ever had in in actual Dallas. Uh, so yeah, you guys have any uh, favorite Mexican places you like to get food? I don't know about my favorite, but I did have Taco Bueno tonight, so that counts. No, it does not count. That does not fucking count. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> This tiny little spot in Plano. I think there's only one of them. I think it's called Chili's. Called Chili's. 
I'm fucking with you. It is not uh, okay. short. I was like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know. I've gotten really into any anything that looks like it's anything that like looks like it's connected to or basically like half gas station. Sign me up. Or oh, dude. Gas station, dude. Gas station Mexican food fucking rules, dude. I love, <laughs> I love that shit. Okay. Let's see. Or whenever whenever they have the uh whenever they have the spot to get in line and order stuff at the back of any Mexican market you go to. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. straight there. Absolutely. Um let's see. Uh Luca Cooking Clips. <laughs> That's a great name. Um can you ask Luca question mark? Uh dude, I don't have to tell you. Um I wish Luca would come on the podcast. I've asked him before. Um he is <laughs> he has said can't say anything to me yet. Uh I might uh, contact Mavrello to see maybe if we can open up a, you know, a communication line there. So, uh, but I, I'll, I'll keep trying. <laughs> um, well, I assume when you ask Mavrello, you're actually asking Luca. So yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see. Next question comes from Jose. Um, do you think Danny Ainge can come and change the team? Um, no, Danny Ainge to me. Is I think not... Danny Ainge is retiring. <laughs> I think I think he's done. I think he's done. Done for one thing. Uh, secondly, uh, no, uh, he hasn't had the best track record. I mean, like he's done great, like drafting, you know, Jalen Brown and, you know, Jason Tatum. But I think beyond that though, man, like he'd like, they always seemed like on the cusp of making a move and then never made a move. And then just like constantly talking about it to the media, like, Oh, like we were going to do this. And then, you know, that fell through and blah, blah, blah. So no, I don't think he would, you know? Um, I mean, he, he did get good value for uh, Pierce and Garnett. He was able to fleece oh, the net like true. no one's ever seen. Like True, yeah. Yeah, the Nets were just so fucking – they were uh, – Desperate. Yeah, desperate, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. You got anything to add, Tim? He can absolutely change this team, but if you're just asking change and not change positively, then, you know, it's a different question. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, next question comes from Omar, and I like this question a lot. I've been thinking about it, actually. Um is the he's doing what we're asking him to do narrative with KP a trade value strategy? Now that's interesting. Cause like, mm. cause you know, cause Rick has been, you know, kind of gassing him up for no reason. And everybody's like, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, you know, like there's no, there's no evidence, you know, Oh, there's some evidence. Recently. I think, like he played decent I think, defense, but yeah, sorry. Go. I think the Rick, I think the Rick stuff's just a hundred percent was an attempt to keep him engaged. Yeah. Nothing more than nothing less. Okay. I, mean, I, I think it was also to, I think it was also to vaguely keep the Clippers to where they had the game plan for him. You know, they couldn't just ignore him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't his, know. Six, his sixteen tonight was kind of showing out for him in this series. It really was. It was like a break. No, game. for sure. I mean, six, six to twelve, 11. but then six to twelve, but like also over five from deep. It's it's weird. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Uh, next question comes from two RW. Um, off season, you want an off season overview? Um, I don't know, man. I think the off season's gonna be weird. Uh, I don't. I think. I think half this roster is different next year. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that means like, hey, like Josh Green will be stepping up, actually having a role. Tyler Tyrell Terry having a role. You know, um, Tyler Bay. You know, whatever. Like the three rookies basically doing stuff. Nate Hinton. Um, I think that we don't have a lot of like trade value stuff at the moment, but we can gain that. I think, um, just by like making some 
trades basically with you know um like i think if we were to get, try to get rid of like kp and stuff like that like it would have to include like a pick or like brunson or some someone valuable like one of the maxi or dorian because their contracts are fucking ridiculous um yeah. ridiculously cheap um i don't know man there's just so much that could happen uh this offseason and i wish i had better answers for you um but it's kind of late not really late but you know i've been up for like since 5 30 <laughs> so on just because my brain was like i gotta wake up and gotta be super hyped for the game that ended up being bullshit but it's whatever um i don't know do you guys have any like overviews for like the what you know what we need to do or anything like that the pessimist in me says that we're just gonna see the exact same roster next year <laughs> i hope that's not the case but I'm just scared this front office is going to get complacent. And, like, you know, we took a contender to seven. We can run it back. And, oh. Yeah, Luca's going to. That's what I'm scared of. It's like going to have to average 60, you know, like. Exactly. To get us out, to get us out in seven. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do, you, do you have anything to add, Tim? I mean, the hope is a young team continues to progress if we don't add any major pieces and that the 2020 draft class actually gets some kind of run next year. Um, I thought Jalen was incredible this year. Jalen Brunson. Uh, I don't know why he was like, he couldn't get run in this series. It felt like he got his minutes, but it didn't feel anything like uh, what it was in the regular season. I was surprised to see Trey Burke out there today instead of him for that stretch. Yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's overall, it's a young team. And I think the optimism is, Somehow, some way, the god Luca takes another step forward, and you know, maybe some of the young guys actually kind of start filling some roles. Looks like he's he's gonna add uh 95% free throw shooting and then like the sky hook. Oh, I don't know where, bro. He's gonna add both of that. Shit. He's like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> he doesn't have that first 10, he like he knows when the season is gonna start, so he doesn't have that first like True. weird five game stretch. Yeah, that's gonna be good too. Like, it should be pretty solidified, you know, for the next season. Um, so the next question comes from Mike. Mike asks, uh, is KP's contract one of the five worst in the NBA right now? Is it even tradable? Um, yes, every, any, I think anything in this league is tradable. Um, yeah. You know, you can it just – you the return probably won't be as, like, what we would want. Um, that John it, Wall contract proves it. Like Right? I know. John Wall for fucking, fucking Russell Westbrook straight up. <laughs> um, that was crazy. I forget all about that, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see, especially because Houston was shit this year, and you know uh, <laughs> the you know the Wizards got bounced out, so um, in like five games, something like that. Anyway, um, I five think worst. I I would say that it probably is one of the five worst uh, in the NBA at the moment. Uh, it just looks bad in retrospect, and I I know why we did it. I know why we did it, and it made sense at yeah. the time. It made sense at the time, but still, like even then, I was like, ah, like. Let's see how this goes. Like, like when that's like the major thing your front office is doing that night, you know, going out and getting dinner with KP, even though like it was already like it's a formality at that point, you know. Um, right. When really, I think Dario it, probably should have been on the on the phone call on a, on the phone, but whatever. So. I don't know. I'm not a huge, you know, I don't really know contracts that well, but I just hope that somebody would have been like, "Hey, KP, take a, you know, a two plus one." A three-year instead of a five-year. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well. I don't know if that was ever possible. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think KP was looking for that anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, 
Tim, you got anything to add? No, it's just bad. It's just a bad deal right now. That's why I think he's on the roster to at least start next year. Yeah. Other teams are going to want to wait and see too. Yeah, I think especially after right. this, the shit show that was the playoffs for him. <laughs> um, let's see. John asks, uh, do y'all watch any FIBA games? If so, teams to watch. Um, I do. I actually, uh, I really, really actually love international basketball uh, whenever I can find it. Um, I do definitely root for like uh, Mexico, even though we're not that good. Uh, we're one of the lower ranked teams in the world at the moment. <laughs> really, our, our one star is uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, who is the you know player for the for the Warriors, um, and like Gustavo Ayon, who plays for uh, I think he still plays for Real Madrid. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, like I watch them, uh, I, whenever I find, like, I love watching like the Eastern European teams. I love watching, uh, Australia. Australia has a fun fucking team. Um, who else? Uh, Spain, Spain's always really fun. Um, and I actually do like to watch like the Philippine teams, the Filipino teams, uh, only cause, uh, you know, I've found out that, uh, the Philippines loves basketball. And I just want those guys to be good, like so bad, even though I think everyone there has uh, suffers from the same fate that a lot of uh, Latinos do. In fact, that we're short. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I do watch FIBA. Um, what about you guys? Do you guys watch FIBA at all? Or? I don't personally. I love watching any good basketball. So every now and then I'll come across a FIBA game on like NBA TV at like yeah. 10 in the morning, but not really. I don't really follow it enough. Yeah. Um, what about you, Tim? I watched what Mavs drafts, what the, like the highlights and tweets. About okay, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, he also says, uh, "Thank you guys. I appreciate all the stupid, crazy, exciting, and random tweets. Cannot thank you guys enough for all the hard work, the podcast, and the website, everything. So appreciate it, man. Uh, really, dude. Uh, you have been like supporting us for a long time, and we really appreciate you. Um, just you know, listening every week and hanging out with us virtually. You know, stuff like that." So appreciate it. Um, next question comes from Chris. Um, is Bradley Beal a good fit for the Mavs? Uh, yes. <laughs> can he dribble? Yeah. Can he can he dribble? Can he shoot? Yes. Okay. Can he shoot the ball? Like yes. Like can he play decent defense? Yes. Like yes. Exactly. Doesn't yeah. even need to be decent. Just effort. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. he get, does he show effort? Yes, he does. So yes. I. I'm telling you, bro. I will literally. I will fly. I will drive him here myself. I will drive up to DC, and pick him up. And come back, bro. Like I will do that. So, Mark, if you're yeah, listening, it's kind of one of those. Like, uh, is one million dollars a good fit for my checking account? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say yes. It is. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, next question comes from uh, Luke Doncic. Um, they oh. ask. Uh, I know, right? I was like, oh, Luke. Uh, do you think Luca will be a math for life? Uh, man, this is so hard. Just uh. It's hard because, like. The NBA is so much different now um, than it was like when like Tim Duncan and you know uh, Kobe and Dirk were around, and uh, I don't know, man. Um, I think he's a Mav for at least like the next ten years. You know? Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say. I think um, me and Squish have talked about it on the podcast, off the podcast, where um, basically if you're um, if you're if you're a rookie, right, and you get you you sign that first extension all the time, it's the second ex, second contract you got to worry about. That's exactly. You know, that's when you got to worry about. Like, 
I don't think I don't know how many. I, I'm sure the number of t- players that have um, turned down their extension, that first extension, it's pretty probably really fucking low. Um, I feel like if you put good teams around Luca, which I mean, again, front office, please fucking do that. <laughs> I think if we do that, if we show that we're you know we're trying, if we win a few series, if we make like the Western Conference Finals, if we make the finals a few times, if we win the finals, like he'll stay here, you know, yeah, as long as he wants to, and. I would love for him to be here for like 15, 16 years and then like go back to Real Madrid as like a swan song, you know? Um, I think that would act, that'd be like super poetic, you know? Like, you know, he won in Madrid, you know, he won, he won, there, he won there when he was younger, um, you know, won a couple of chips here with Dallas and then, you know, goes back to, you know, Real Madrid just to finish off his career. That'd be poetic to me, so. Right. I have a question to add onto this real fast. I just want to get y'all's thoughts on it. Do you think if Luca retired tomorrow, he's a Hall of Famer? Easy. Yep. Easy. Because I think so. Because I think so too. Because the Basketball Hall of Fame is like all encompassing. So it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's right. It's everything. So yeah, he's absolutely in it. Like if he retired tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like he even got some, you know, uh, you know, uh, NBA accolades. So that's even a perk, you know? Um, Right. Let's see. Next question comes from. Um, MFG, uh, they say patience. Talk about patience. If Dirk had been a rookie in the Twitter era, would we would have thrown him under the bus after the first season? Getting getting KP going and build around him and Luca is our best shot. Nothing, nothing we would get for him makes things better. You know what, man? Um, that's a really that's actually a really good uh, thought process. You know, the only thing though is that like Twitter is a vacuum, and people constantly just like it's instagrafication you know which is how things are in the world now um like you gotta you gotta have it now you gotta have it now you gotta have it now um you know it's true though like you know like two years ago like we weren't in the playoffs last year in a weird you know covid shortened season bubble everything whole still, thing, yeah. still made playoffs you know you know got bounced in six um this year covid stuff still around obviously um made playoffs even despite a lot of our, you know, um, guys suffering from COVID and other stuff and, you know, got bounced in seven, which I guess, which I guess is an improvement, but not really, but I think you're right. I think like, I think the time to start worrying is when Luca is in like year two of that extension and it's like, Oh shit. You know? Um, right. That's when it's time to worry, but that's a few years off from now. So our, I mean, our goal for next season needs to win, be win a playoff series. That needs to be the minimum. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, that's not necessarily no, no. part of this question. No, no, mind. no, like, no. no. Uh, what do you think, Tim? Well, just real quick, this stat just rolled across ESPN. Um, they're showing the uh, stats from Game 7 on the bottom of the screen. Oh, Numerically no. and poetically, so this is Luka Dockage, one point short of most ever in a Game 7, but – did set a game seven record, scored and assisted. Anyone want to guess? Scored and assisted on this on amount of points. points. It was like seventy-seven. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man, numbers, <laughs> numbers are weird. I tweeted that. I was like, of course it was seventy-seven. Yeah. Let's see. We uh, all just thought we all just thought he was going to score seventy-seven today, right? <laughs> and after the first quarter, I was like, okay, I wasn't. Maybe we're not joking here. Yeah. Yeah. After the first quarter, I was like. He's gonna need sixty for us to win, and I wasn't kidding. I was like, "Yep, yeah. that was it." Oh. 
All right, let's see. Uh, next question comes from. <laughs> it comes from uh, Luka Doncic is the best player in the NBA. Nice, I like that. Love um, it. Was Rick Carlo benching his starters only five minutes into Game Three after Luka and friends came out on historic Hawk Street, the worst decision in NBA history? And why is the answer yes? Oh. Oh my god, bro! I mean, dude, I was at that game and I was like, "This is fucking." Me like, too. I was like, "Oh my god, bro, we're about to fucking destroy the fucking AAC and like in in happiness." And then after the game, I was like, "I want to destroy the, I want to destroy the elite, I want to destroy this in uh, anger." Yeah, in anger. So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that was such a fucking weird move. Um, again, Rick has had really weird moves. Uh, this this yeah. uh, season, the playoffs. Uh. Getting out coached by Ty Lu is not what I was expecting. Painful. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was... It was just really sucky because he coached circles around Ty Lu in the first two games. Yeah. And then Ty Lu goes small, which isn't even that extreme of an idea. And Rick is befuddled. I don't know. I don't get it. And their small isn't even like super small because all of those guys are like 6'8 and have incredible length. So it's not like. Yeah. It's this massive curveball to go small, but it was the uh, the timeout or no? It was taking Luca out in game three, and then it was the, I'm still baffled. I think you guys talked last podcast. The timeout in game six was seven and yes. a half minutes to go when they were up one on the run. Yeah, and Luca's openly pissed off about that one. Like right on the bench, almost screaming at him. So I, I we've. I've said in the past that Rick Carlisle has never had a series where he's been at a talent advantage and lost since he's been with the Mavs. I, I don't want to say he had the talent advantage and lost here, but he had the 2-0 lead and he made moves that cost the Mavs games, in my opinion. Or cost, cost them the kind of – and you can go back and forth on the existence of momentum. He stopped the game at moments where there was blood in the water and – you know, yeah. It, it just you're gonna be asking your what ifs, and if you want to, honestly, if you want to say, someone asked me after the game, oh, why did the Mavs lose today? I think, dude, they lost that game Friday night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there was your chance. Despite how the first six games had gone with the road teams winning, yeah. there was your chance. Yeah. That was that was the moment. Yep. Uh, next question comes from hyped PH. Uh, starting to lose faith in Porzingis. To be to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think that you know, I think it's a valid concern. You know, um, he just he doesn't flow well with our offense. We have a very flowy offense, and he kind of plays like a robot almost, like where the movements are just they look weird. You know, when compared to like other guys, like just like the way they move. I guess I don't know. Um, that is a concern. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen this off season. You know, um, I'm hoping things change, whether it be like him, you know, getting his head out of his ass or him leaving. Like I don't know. You know, but someone's gonna have to change. It could be a this could end up being a uh, addition by subtraction sort of deal. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know about you guys. I, yeah. I hope it works, but it it doesn't look like it's going to. No. So that's kind of where I sit on it. Yeah. You want to add to him? I'm shocked. I'm shocked that someone is still starting to lose faith in Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, next question. Oh, I forgot to add this to another question. Whoops. Oh, I'll answer it though. Um, Ham asks, uh, "Who do you want in the off season? Give me Rashawn Holmes or Bradley Beal." Boom. That's all I want. That's all. Yep. I want. 
that's it. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if Crips Paul is available and we'll take a shortened deal, I'll cool. I'm cool with that too. Um, let's see. Next question comes from Jonathan. Um, this isn't really a question, but the Mavs should do everything in their power to acquire Bill without giving up Luca. That'd be the main target or monitor Dame. Now Dame's interesting because you know I don't think he's very happy with the way the front office is uh, managing this uh, the um, coaching stuff. Um, now would he leave? Yeah. Now would he leave? I don't know. Like I don't know. I mean, we have a seven three you know white guy on the team. If you guys want to uh, Portland, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, I if Dame was here, dude, fuck, like <laughs> that'd be fucking crazy. Um, I'd be down for that. Um, yeah, uh, I I do think that we do. I think Beal out of those two is like the more realistic, and even then, it's not very realistic, you know. Um, right. But yeah, I'd rather you know go after Beal. But if Dame has interest and like starts talking to Luca, I'm cool with it. So <laughs> exactly. So what about you guys? What do you guys think? I think the get Beal is if Phil or not Philly if. Washington wants to go full Philadelphia, trust the process, and be saddled with that KP contract on purpose for the next few years and just be picking in the top three every single year and yeah. giving Beal back for that kind of contract. Like, money would work and, like, what the, the focus of purposely being bad, like, that would work. But, you know. Yeah. I, I'm still with you. That's not realistic. That's like a 2 to 3% on my meter of how real is that? So, yeah. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, I think the only way anybody trades for Beal is if they go full trust the process mode, which means they also get rid of Russell Westbrook, which means you have to get rid of KP's bad contract to pay Russell Westbrook $50 million in 2023. <laughs> like, Oh man. Russ can, oh, go play, Russ can go play in Cleveland and they can trade him for Kevin Love and they can just have all the seven foot white dudes that, <laughs> insanely <laughs> overpaid giving up on their teams <laughs> yeah all right let's see next question comes from uh fuck i want to say your name right dude uh mer i hope i'm saying that right um nope not a question but i made this because he's sleeping till the next season but also because i'm gonna fucking miss thanos poo for a while um so he uh he edited like a, a map jersey onto a a, a a a purple poo and he's sleeping so I was like, that's great. I'm going to use that later. Thank you for that. Thank you for letting me use that later. Um, our next question comes from a, Oh fuck. It comes from squish. Um, oh, who are you? Oh, I saw this one. Oh, yeah. Fuck you squish. Okay. You're at my house today. Disrespecting me at my own <laughs> home. Like what the, f- no, I'm playing. it's fine. No, no, it was cool to have him over. Like, you know, he lives pretty, we live pretty close to each other at the moment. So, um, you know, uh, and my dogs didn't attack him, even though I've trained them to go after everybody that I don't like. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, no, it was a, uh, yeah, uh, Squish, come over again sometime soon, bro. My dogs already miss you. Um, okay, last question. Last question comes from Cowboy Sherman. Um, do you have the ref's personal info? Asking for a friend. Name's Wick. Oh John God. Wick. <laughs> Bro, oh, man. if I had their personal info, I would absolutely, like, I don't know, give it to John Wick. I, yeah, I'll do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, and not to kill them, but, like, to threaten them. Be like, hey, quit fucking around, you know? Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, those are all the questions, guys. So, um, yeah, 
I mean, that was uh, the end of the season. Um, I think next week we're going to have, uh, it's going to be me, Squish, and Don. I think we're going to talk about just like the season in general. Um, you know, kind of what we're doing the off season because off season starts today. <laughs> so, um, I guess, yeah. I guess technically tomorrow, but really like it starts, starts, it starts tomorrow. Yeah. Like today we're just all mopey and whatever. Um, I want to thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Isaac. And thank you, Tim, for coming on. You know, it's kind of last minute because again, we weren't going to record anything because we're all just bummed out, but I feel like we need to do something. We need to put out something for the people because we've done it almost every game this season, this playoff season. And um, we're going to go back to doing the one a week uh, podcast format. Uh, this is usually only reserved. The, the, the post the post game stuff is usually only reserved for uh, playoff stuff. So, um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys again so much for coming on. Thank you everybody for uh, for sending for sending questions, uh, for making me laugh when I was reading some of these, making me think when I was reading some of these. Um, you could always could subscribe uh, to us at the Hoops, Hoops and Advisors podcast wherever you get podcasts. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps us out a lot, actually. Um, uh, you can find uh, you can find you can find Isaac and Tim's uh, writings on the MFLs. Uh, actually, no, on MFLs.com. Um, they write really good stuff, man. There's gonna be more stuff coming on the off season. Um, again, uh, we have stuff coming out pretty soon. I know Squish has been harping at me about some ideas he has um, that sound really fucking fun. Um, so yeah, uh, and that's it. So I'll see you guys later. Bye. See you, gents.